Hello, my friends. This is Lexi. Um, this is my third official podcast. It is January 4th, 2024. Um, I skipped yesterday because I had my actual therapy yesterday and I did not find it therapeutic to make a podcast at the time. But I'm back and I would love to talk to you guys today about self-medication um, because I think it's something that we all inadvertently do and it's something that we're not really self-aware enough about to recognize when we're doing it. And what I mean by that is not when you when you think self-medicating, you know, I'm sure you think smoking weed, doing drugs, drinking alcohol, smoking cigarettes. <clears throat> um but another part of that could also just be drinking coffee, drinking caffeine, yeah, smoking nicotine, smoking vapes. Um taking melatonin, right? Um, I think all of these are kind of a form of self-medicating. And I think for the most part, as long as you're healthy and you're going about it in a healthy way, I think, you know, clearance with your doctor. And as long as you're honest with your doctor, I think it's fine for some of us to self-medicate. I think the, the trick with it comes in whenever you have that chemical imbalance or mental illness in your head and combined with an addictive personality. And that's where we kind of fall in between that fine line of self-medication and drug addiction or alcoholism or, excuse me, caffeine addiction or longtime smoker. Um, That's where those kind of categories fall in my mentally ill brain anyways. Um, So one form of self-medication that I would love to talk to you guys about is um, medicinal marijuana. It is a hot topic, right? It's legal mostly everywhere, and it is not legal in my state, um, which is Texas. And so what we do have is a legal form of marijuana called Delta 8 um, that I may have mentioned on my first podcast. And what it is is it's a lower dosage of THC that makes it legal here to sell in Texas meaning it is not as strong as regular marijuana and nowhere near medicinal marijuana. Um, And I know that me personally, ever since I got out of uh, my inpatient and my outpatient, I've been finding it very hard to not want to smoke Delta 8. And there have been a couple of nights where my boys are at their dad's and I'm trying to relax or I can't sleep. And I'm like, okay, let me just, you know, take a puff or two of this Delta 8 and maybe I can sleep. And it's that rewiring in my brain that I need to do on my own, right? That rewiring saying, hey, instead of trying Delta 8, let me go take the melatonin my doctors told me to take. Let me go take my prescription that my doctor told me to take. Um, And putting that faith and that trust kind of back in the medical industry, because I don't think I had that for a long time. I've always gone to the doctor when I'm sick, but I've never really had a primary health care provider. You know, I go to urgent cares. I go to the ER. I, I, you know, we don't have time for primary care providers because we don't even have time for mental health. <laughs> so we have to take care of ourselves mentally and physically. Um, so I highly recommend getting a primary care provider. And I say that with a grain of salt because I'm still looking for one myself because I'm human and I'm not perfect either. Um, but that is something that I'm planning to talk to my psychiatrist about as well. And I, I, I'm going to get his input and everything next week on it and kind of see what he has to say on it. Because I think the science behind it all, just the chemical imbalanceness of it, like at what age did you start quote, quote, using? Um, for me to tell you guys, if you don't know, or if you don't know me in person, or if we're, you know, everybody's my friend, but if, you know, in case you don't know, 
Um, I've been drinking coffee since I was probably 12 years old, which means, yes, I am very short. Um, and I've been smoking cigarettes since I was 14 years old, and I've been smoking weed since I was probably 15 or 16 years old. And um, I stopped smoking weed when I turned 25 and started dating uh, my now ex-husband because he wasn't a big fan of me being a big pothead, understandably so. And at that point, as you guys know, at age 25, you know, the science says is when your brain is actually fully developed. <clears throat> and so um, I actually, once I stopped smoking weed at that point, I actually entered my first manic depressive state that I was aware of. Um, I quit my job. I laid on the couch for six weeks. I gained a bunch of weight. I didn't want to work. I didn't want to do anything. And um, I had people move into the house that I was renting because I didn't want to pay the bills anymore. I mean, like it got, it, that's the state that I was at at that age. Um, and I don't think my family is very aware of that. Um, and it stemmed from a multitude of things, but mainly I think because I had stopped smoking weed and because I had stopped smoking weed, I turned into a bitch and I push people away whenever I'm sober because I don't know how to cope with stress in a healthy way. I do now, and I can't wait to show you guys that, don't get me wrong, but um, I, I, I think it's important that we learn how to deal with these stressors that make us want to lean towards the vapes or the pipes or whatever it may be for you, the caffeine even, you know, and start, um, start picking up different and better coping skills. And so um, what happened, what got me out of my manic depressive state was I started working in this industry that I'm currently in. And as I've mentioned, I'm a freight broker now. Um, but when I started in this industry, I, I was 25, 26, um, something like that. I feel like I was younger. <laughs> um, and I started as a receptionist and I was a receptionist. Uh, for about two and a half months there. They called him an operator, but at the end of the day, you know, you're just a pretty receptionist. And um, I threw myself into my work. I was the best receptionist I could be. I showed up early. I stayed late. Everybody had casual dress. I still did my makeup every day. I did my hair every day. I looked nice every single day. I took my job seriously. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah, I was a receptionist. <laughs> Um, and because of that, I got promoted quickly. And I got promoted quickly through the industry, and then you get burnt out. And then you leave, and you start over, and you do the same thing, right? Rinse and repeat. Star employee, number one, number one. Hustle, 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 burnout. Burnout. Why are you only paying me this much money? I quit. And uh, I think I may have been using work and my career as a way to self-medicate the chaos in the wake of destruction that I was leaving in my personal life. Um, and what I mean by that is during the last, you know, nine years that I've been in this industry, eight years, however long, um, I had babies. I had two sons and meaning, and they were, you know, roughly a year and a half apart in age, um, maybe two years now. And you, I was sober. I was stone cold. So I, I followed my doctor's instructions for my pregnancies almost to a T. The one thing I didn't do that they told me to do was exercise. And I said, nah, bitch, I'm no. But <laughs> um, I've never been a good exerciser. So it's a little joke. Don't get me wrong. 
Um, but you know, that was the first time that I had to sober up and I could not take work as seriously as I had been. My first pregnancy was complicated with preeclampsia and I had to go on bed rest. My second pregnancy was a lot less complicated, but I had just started a new job. And so I had to stress myself out, um, for like six months so I could go on maternity leave and not have everything collapse in my absence for my book of business. Right. And I, I've learned recently that I've always kind of used work as a way of self-medicating. It's like turning life off um, and turning work on because I'm better at work than I am at life. And it kind of mentions back on what I mentioned on my, my second podcast, which is that stop surviving and start living. Work at the end of the day is there to pay your bills. And if you're passionate about what you do, which I am, I am extremely passionate about what I do. Um, it's very hard to get caught up in it and to take time for yourself to find the primary care provider, to find the therapist, to find a psychiatrist. Um, but it all starts with the PCP, right? You have to find that primary care provider first. Um, and just talk to them. They're not just there for your, your physical health. They're also there for your mental health. And they can give fantastic referrals if they think you even need them, you know. And if they do tell you, hey, I think you need to see a psychiatrist, it's not a slap in the face by any means. It just simply means, hey, I think you may have been misdiagnosed with something. And you, I'm here to help you because you're here because you need help. Let me help you, right? Um, and so it, it, you know, I think, I think our egos get in the way a lot whenever we're recommended a therapist or a psychiatrist, because it's like, why do I need therapy? I don't need therapy. Therapy is for crazy people. Absolutely not. I think every, every single individual in this world needs to be in therapy. <laughs> there is not a single perfect person among us. Um, and if there is, it's our dogs, man. Um, and even then they have pet therapy for a reason. Okay. Um, but yeah, that, I, you know, we'll keep this one a bit shorter. I am, I am multitasking, as they say. Um, but I just felt this was important to get out. Just to remember to let work go sometimes. Sometimes you just got to mute your computer, turn to the side, and make an origami crane for 10 minutes and get back to it. Don't hit the vapes. Don't smoke the cigarettes. Maybe get the cup of coffee, you know. Um, and if you can't quit the vapes, if you can't quit the cigarettes, that's okay too, homie. Like that's fine. Just stay healthy and do what's best for you based off of your own doctors, your support system, your villages advice. But at the end of the day, you know, what's best for you. And if you don't think that you have a chemical dependency on whatever form you're choosing to self-medicate with, congratulations, you're probably not mentally ill. But if this podcast is kind of resonating with you, like, yeah, I do work a lot. It's not because you're mentally ill either. It just means you're a good, dedicated employee. And I just want you to remember to take breaks from time to time, because those breaks could turn into a different kind of break if you're not careful. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that today. I love you, my friends. As always, thank you for listening, and I will talk to you on the next one. Bye.